This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Carm Capriato, Remarkable Results Radio, Apex 2023, right outside of uh, Joe's Garage. We're in this really cool plexiglass bubble, guys. It's really neat. I am with the Apex Service Award winners for 2023. That would be the Shop Owner of the Year, Technician of the Year, and Service Advisor of the Year. Let me introduce them to you. Roy Foster. Roy Foster's Automotive from Reno, Nevada, the Shop Owner of the Year. Congrats, man. Thank you. Good to have you here. 75 year young business. Was that your dad's, grandpa's? My father, yep. Your father's business. Damn. Legacy. And I mean, I know an awful lot about you and your family and the apprentices that you've done and the Napa BDG and Skills USA, business coach for Repair Shop of Tomorrow. You don't run the business with all that going on. No. That's smart. That's the right answer. No. Perfect. Work on the business, not in the business. On the business, not in it. I get you right. Can't wait to hear more from you. Technician of the year, Michael Miller. Hello, Michael. Hi, Carmarty. Good to have you here, man. CarMax, Las Vegas, Nevada. ASE Master Certified A1 through 9, L1 plus others. What's the others? At one time, pretty much every test that ASE offered. Now I focused more on what I prepare on a daily basis. Nice. AAS and automotive technology. And on his application, it said so many training courses and so many companies and so many instructors that you just stopped writing. Yeah. I got it. And also you're a good friend of Matt Fonslow. Oh, absolutely. I won't hold it against you. Thanks. I appreciate that. I try not to bring that up, but. Was Matt last year's a technician of the year? Two years ago. Oh, <laughs> so you probably said to him, hey, listen, I'm getting that slot. He was inspiring. I mean, if Matt could do it, I got a shot. Yeah, very good. I love it. And also, Greg Damon is with us. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, Greg. Sparks Tire and Auto, St. Charles, Missouri. That is correct. Did, you say, did I say Missouri right? Missouri, Missouri. Yeah, I love it. Most people say Missouri. All right, I'll say Missouri. But it, it and, doesn't matter. We answered anything. It doesn't matter. Of course, Jessica, Karina, Ron, Tinner are the owners of the shop. Correct. Uh, a lot of stuff going on with Jessica this year. Great team. 40 years in the industry, right? And 25 as a service advisor. Yes, very showing my age now, see? Our service advisor of the year, nine ASEs, and you do about 80 hours of training per year. And what kind of training is it, tech tech or service advisor? Yep, I do tech training, service advisor. I know it's hard to believe. And and even told Ron, like I even took a service advisor class here yesterday at uh, Apex. In today's changing market, you got to stay on top of it. You got to be in the forefront. You got to be proactive. It's no secret we're facing a technician shortage, but rest assured, Napa Auto Care is addressing that one tech at a time with your help. The free two-year apprentice program offers a variety of training to produce a technician through nine stages of curriculum, earning four ASE certifications throughout the program. To learn more, members can visit member.napaautocare.com or contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts Stores sales rep. So here's so, a guy on a corner of our industry. What's going on in your mind with the consumer facing all the inflation issues and the worldwide turmoil, all the division junk going on? Have you had and felt any car count numbers or any consumers not willing to spend like they did a few years ago? Well, I, I think it's, you know, our business is cyclical. So, it, you know, it goes up and down. I'm old enough to remember after 9-11 where we may have 17 cars show up one day and one the next day. You just never knew what, what was going to come to the door. So I think people today are feeling the pinch. That's for sure. The age of the, of the family truckster on the road today is, is as high as it's ever been. But they've got to keep that vehicle rolling. 
Maybe they just need to keep it rolling on the road, not necessarily wanting to buy all the bells and whistles for that particular car that they own. You have to know your customer, know what is going on in his mind and kind of attack it that way. Excellent stuff. Roy, I know you guys do a lot in the community. The honor here at Apex, there's a lot of qualifications. Anyone who wants to see what they are just need to nominate someone for next year. And I really want to encourage everyone. It's aapexshow.com forward slash service awards. Start thinking of somebody for next year. But a lot goes into these applications. And I got to tell you, your community involvement was huge in that. I think it helped get you that award. What's going on with that? There's a lot to that. We try to be involved as much as possible. Our business development group is big in the community. I've done some pretty groundbreaking things. We have an exhibit at the Kids Discovery Museum, which is a kids auto care center, a small car and auto care center where the kids can come in, pull the wheels off, pull the battery out, slide underneath on a creeper, pull the exhaust off. I've seen that. That is the coolest that's been uh, a huge success for us in our community. The people love it. Adding on that, once a year, our BDG spends the money to open up the museum for a free car care day. So for all the families, whoever wants to come out, can come out and explore the whole museum, check out our, our exhibit. Other things, it's been a focus on training, trying to change the perception of the industry. That's one of the things on the board of our local community college have a lot of influence there. In fact, they come to us to find out like, hey, which curriculum is important? Yeah. Where should we be going with our programs? I'm on a college board like you, and there's a lot going on in education to improve our curriculums. Mm-hmm. In fact, we got to do a whole episode on the evolution of automotive training at the college level. And we meet monthly. And it's amazing to see that our particular chairman is trying to steer the curriculum into modern day times because there's, there's once you get approvals and you got to get got blessing from the state and all that stuff. And that's another thing. This is the first time we've ever had two people from the same company. I wonder how the hell that happened. Same company. Yeah. Napa Auto Care. We're Napa Auto Care. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Napa has been such a fantastic business partner for us, bringing us all the programs, the training, the equipment. They really are a fantastic partner and we work hand in glove with them to it better also, our shops and better the experience for the end user. Yeah, and also it's peace of mind for the customer. I mean, you get two-year, 24,000, three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranties. If my customer is vacationing in Phoenix, I know that I can send him someplace and he's going get, to get it taken care of. Is it easy on your counter to use that? It's an added feature that we use, for yeah. sure. It definitely helps. Our longtime customers obviously already know that, but for a new customer, it's certainly something we want to talk about. Michael, CarMax, interesting nomination that you got. Not typically an aftermarket shop, but you have just an incredible resume. How is it working at CarMax? Great. I love working there. They've been great to me. I'm actually coming on my 18th year at the end of this month. You are? Yeah. Wow, that's a testament. They've been an absolute great company to work for, really value their employees, very diverse company. And I mean, I owe it to a lot of the people I work with. I work with some great managers, service writers, operators, parts associates. It's one big family. Are they investing in you for all this training? Oh, absolutely. They back up. I pay for some of my own training, but they're ongoing. We have access to a lot of training materials and a lot of it you get to learn on the job. Are you just built to be a forever student? Oh, absolutely. I think one of the things I really try to focus on is something that Keith Perkins always brings up at the beginning of his class. He has that knowledge pie 
we have an extremely small slice of this is what I know, this is what I don't know. And 90% of that knowledge by is this is what I don't know that I don't know. The more you learn, the more you realize I had no idea how this works. There's a lot of buzz here at Apex and Joe's Garage about EVs. I just did a great interview with Carolyn Cogolet and, and her training company, Earthling Training, on EVs. Are you seeing many EVs come through? I mean, total EVs, Teslas, that car makes? We do sell some, but most of the ones under warranty, so they do go back to the Tesla dealer for our service. Yeah. And you're, you're from Las Vegas right here. Yeah. I see a lot of Teslas on the road. Yeah, we do see a lot, quite a bit out here. We have two Tesla dealers in town. I haven't been out. I mean, I went from the hotel to here for three days now. I have seen the Formula One roadways. Yeah, that's yeah. a bit of a disaster down here. We're really looking forward to the race, but I feel bad for all the people that have to work at the hotels and businesses around here because they have to add 30 to 45 minutes to the commute every day. It's even the taxi drivers. That was one thing yeah. that I talked to a taxi driver about last night. Same thing. Yeah, it's amazing. There are some very freshly laid blacktop highways here that are the main, if you will, the main run. Coming home the other night from dinner, we were going by all these stands that they have built. I can't imagine the disruption that's going on in this town to do Formula One. And I don't know a lot about it. I'll be the first one to admit. How fast do those cars go? Anybody know? Well over 200 miles an hour in the straightaway, but I'll be at home watching it on TV. I won't be here. <laughs> I can probably that's hear it from my house. From <laughs> And when you think about right here, I think this is, is it the Sands Boulevard right out in front? Yes. And they've got that center lane. They've got so much protection and covers and scaffolding to, if you will, contain if something ever happens. And that's kind of a curvy road. It's a road course. It's a curvy road. It's Carm here talking to you about what the Napa Auto Care Center program can do for your business. You probably already know the Napa brand is the most recognized and trusted name in the automotive aftermarket industry. In fact, studies show that nearly 95% of consumers recognize Napa and associate it with quality parts, service, and technical expertise. So why not complete a pro image upgrade and take advantage of that? ProImage is a co-branding program for the exterior and interior of your shop. On the outside, it includes the Napa colors and distinctive Napa signage. While the public may know you as a reliable locally owned business, a ProImage upgrade helps set your shop apart from the competition even further. It's also a visual signal to customers and potential customers that you and Napa are partners. Most importantly, Pro Image really works. This co-branding opportunity has helped Napa Auto Care Centers across the country increase their car counts and sales. In fact, those that have completed a Pro Image project enjoy an average 23% sales increase during the first year. Pro Image upgrades are also available for the interior of your shop. A Pro Image interior upgrade transforms your customer waiting area from merely utilitarian to warm and welcoming. The goal is to maintain your shop's independent identity while enhancing the customer's experience. You can get a free look at what a pro image exterior or interior upgrade could look like by visiting the Napa Auto Care member's site and clicking on the pro image link under the Napa Pro Image tab. Or contact your local Napa Auto Parts store. Your servicing Napa store can tell you more about pro image, plus the hundreds of other reasons to become part of the Napa Auto Care family, the largest network of independent automotive repair shops in the country. Let's go back, Roy, to the commitment that you've made to apprenticing in your company. And I think it is so important to bring it up as the Apex shop 
owner of the year. And I think that really helped the committee select you because of your commitment to young people. Yeah, well, we have had a lot of success with the Napa Apprentice Program. Three apprentices now. These guys are fantastic. I just couldn't be more proud of them. And it's really gratifying as an owner to invest in these youth and give them these opportunities. So many kids are going to colleges not knowing what they want. And they're going into debt. There's no job at the end. Meanwhile, these guys are earning while they learn. They've been equipped with tools. Just a great roadmap for success for these guys. And for me, I'm a little selfish. Two of the apprentices are my sons. Yeah, I know. Which is cool. I did an episode with the two sons and, and your one, if not necessarily a son, but a really... Foster, foster son. A foster son. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, wait, Roy Foster, it's a foster son. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, he's been adopted into the family, so he actually moved to Reno from Vegas. Really? Yeah, to come to work. So do our customers know at our counters, Greg, this would be a great question for you. We were doing some shows a couple of weeks ago, and I, I walked away with an idea to create some kind of poster or even an eight and a half by 11 on our counter that says automotive careers start here. Absolutely. 100%. And I don't believe that our customer knows and appreciates that a a son, a daughter, a cousin, a niece, a nephew could potentially come here. Even if you have an opening or not, you're doing apprenticing or not, you've got to be tuned into the marketplace, into the network, into your BDG group, into your 20 group to be able to find someone to bring this person in, even if it's to get them into college or an internship program somewhere. I don't know if we're doing enough at reaching out to our customers, the face of our customers and say, hey, just to let you know, if you know anybody, we have one of the most high-tech careers in the automotive. Absolutely. It's changing every day. I mean, let's face it. Michael, obviously, great technician, but just like myself as well, starting to phase out. Not a lot of young people coming into the business today. You look at high schools, they don't have uh, tech school or, you know, a tech school or wood shop or metal shop or any of that stuff anymore. I was fortunate enough to have a tech school as part of my high school coming out. We need to get more young people involved. This is, with all the technology that's out there today, these young people should be all over it. We just don't promote it. I think it's a great idea to put something on your counter and, and offer an apprenticeship program or at least get people interested in the automotive field. Got that flyer. I'm going to send you guys all the great. link to that because I think it's an important, and you guys can do anything you want, but I just want to get that idea started. And if you put this up on, on a little placard on your counter, you don't have to be a, the promoter of it. You just need to have it there. And somebody, who knows, one out of 20 people may say to you, what's this all about? Well, exactly. Well, you look at every shop that's out there, Roy as well. I mean, every shop is looking for qualified technicians today. Every shop was, would just love to have one, two, three, four, maybe five more technicians at their shop, qualified technicians. Again, it's the not the young people coming into the business anymore. We just need to find new people coming into yeah. the business. I think that's probably the... Would you agree with me? What's probably the number one issue we face Absolutely. in the automotive world, in the yep. aftermarket shop? Yeah. And I would add to kind of Carm's idea of like bringing these young people in. As we've had success with our apprentice program, the community recognizes it. More and more, I'm getting calls from moms or youth that are interested to how do I get involved with this apprentice program? It's becoming a contagious thing. They see the success that these boys are having and they want to know how they can get their family member into it. It's been pretty cool. Michael, 
How many techs work in the shop that you're in? I'm at a small location. It's called a satellite. We have eight technicians at our shop. We eight? Only, yes. Because we're just a smaller store. Why does it sound big to me? <laughs> what are you taking here? What kind of training? There's so many great trainers. It's almost like going to an event like Vision. Want to take every class there because there's so many great opportunities. This afternoon, I'm actually sitting in on Rich Falco's class. Ah, like Rich. Concentration of your expertise. Diag. Are you the Diag guy? Yeah, definitely Diag. Do you ever listen to Matt Fonslow's podcast? Pretty much all day, yeah. Yeah, he, I think he requires that of you, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually like a, you have to sign off on being one of his friends that you have to like and oh. subscribe. <laughs> Does he have that damn checkbox thing going? Yeah. Oh, dear. All right. What challenges are you finding in the bays that come into you that you have to scratch your head about? Pretty much a car every day. <laughs> that technology just changes so fast. I think a technician's responsible for their own development. They have to want to get better. I mean, an owner could send somebody to a training event, but if the technician's heart's not in it, they're just watching the clock, waiting to get out. But I think I'm really fortunate with the group of friends that I have. Just by hanging out and talking, we realize how much we don't know, and then we can try to improve upon that. I think you just said a mouthful here, friends that you have. So you're talking about, I'm getting stumped. So you can do the best you can to think of all the experience, the case studies you've done, but then you reach out to a network. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You have to, there's no one that can say, hey, I know everything. Right. It's kind of like that Dunning-Kruger effect where the people that really don't know think they're experts, but the more you learn, you realize how little you know, it humbles you massively. Is there enough of that going on in our industry? From what I see from a lot of general technicians, maybe not. I mean, just this morning with the people I've been talking to here, I just know to just keep my mouth closed and my ears wide open. It's very humbling when you think of what some of the people here have accomplished. And I think I haven't put that in. But they also know that they're not done ever. Oh, never done. You're you're continually learning, continually learning. Every day, you're continually learning. As something as simple as changing a battery is no longer simple. Now, I know, Greg and Roy, your shops, you're investing in your people in, in a million different ways. What can you tell the shop owner that says, well, my guys just won't go to train? You have to make it mandatory. It's right. got to be part of the pay agreement. It's That's, like, this is the expect. You have to set the expectation. And not only the training, but you also have to provide them with the latest equipment and all of that as well to complement the training. We have to give them the I, I resources. Think, yeah, you know. but I think other technicians feed off that as well. Well, you know, if you see you're going to training, well, hey, I better up my game and get to it. Same with the service advisors as well. We have to stay on top of it. But I, I think it feeds off the technicians. As, as Michael said, you know, you, you want to be the best you can be, right? And the only way to stay on top of stuff is by going to continued education. And like, as he did training classes out here during SEMA and Apex, everybody here should be taking some sort of class. Okay. Michael, who needs training? I got AI, Facebook, YouTube. As far as what technicians need training? To help me solve my problems with the problem card that came in. I don't need training. I got all the other tools. Are, aren't all customers YouTube mechanics? Yeah. But are our technicians YouTube mechanics? I feel there's a lot to be gained off of YouTube. There's some great channels out there. There are. A couple examples are like Paul Danner, Scanner Danner's oh, channel. Yeah. I subscribe to that premium channel. Yeah. Keith Perkins with L1 Diagnostics. Yeah. I, I subscribe to that. Your point's well taken. There's a lot of incredible professional teachers out there. They realize they're givers. Paul, Keith, as two examples you just mentioned, they're good, but there's an awful lot of maybe not so good that maybe we're paying attention to. 
that may send someone down a rabbit hole. You got to be really smart of what you find on the internet. Doesn't matter if you're looking for automotive stuff or not, but I think you got to be really smart of what you see. So for both Greg and Roy, again, my thought is let's talk about quality control and comebacks and as communications from front of house to back of house and how critically important training, networking is to all of that. Who wants to start? As far as being a service rider, you have to be just involved in that car is what the technician is. I make it a point to try to go out and see my technicians every 15, 20 minutes just to make sure, see what's going on, how they're progressing, what I can do for them to make that make it easier for them to be able to be more efficient, get the job done, get it diagnosed. They like to call me the old guy because... Why? Well, because well, any car built before, you know, <laughs> is I've probably seen some just like everybody else. I've probably seen a lot of stuff. And the nice thing is we bounce ideas off everybody. Uh, all of our technicians are involved in... In a lot of the same cars, as far as if somebody can't fix something or they don't know what's going on, if they need help, everybody helps each other out. But you have to create that in your shop. You have to create that camaraderie in your shop that it's, we're all working for the same brand. Right. Well, to piggyback on that, communication is huge. Absolutely. Getting the correct communication from the client is going to really cut back on comebacks. So it makes Getting a noise. I'm at your counter. It's making this kind of noise when I make a left turn. Right. So we need to drill down. Is it, it's hot. So it's cold. You know, you try to get as much as information. As questions as possible. So as a good advisor, you're really trying to diagnose the car from just getting the information from the client and passing that off to the technician. So they have a big head start and don't go down the rabbit. And you got to write a novel for the technician. Sometimes you do. But off what Roy said, you need to get as much information from the customer as you possibly can because you don't want your technician going in a path that that is not what the customer brought their car in for, trying to figure something out. Car comes in, it rumbles when I drive. Okay, well, I heard a squeak, so now I'm checking out a squeak. Right. It's not what the customer brought it in for. We got to clarify that and be more concise in our write-ups. But then on the other end, when I am talking to a customer, I'm billing out the customer, I want to make sure I have our complete diagnosis on that work order, on that invoice, so they know exactly what we did, what steps we did to find out the issue that was causing it, what we did to correct it. And so they're happy when they leave. Right. Yep. I have to find that primary concern and then show them the value. You know, exactly. Your technicians need to give you a good story on what they did, well, what they found, what the next steps are, whatever that might be. I'm a firm believer in today, we sell value. As an automotive repair shop, what we do is we sell time. That's what we do. We sell technicians time to everybody else. But as a customer that comes in today, whether it's a man or a woman or a child of one of your previous customers, you've got to show that value of what you did for that customer to make sure that they are taken care of, to make sure they know, hey, I was conscious with your money that I spent to make sure that we took care of your issue and to keep that your car safe on the road or your kid's car safe on the road and you have no problems down the road. It's so interesting, Mike, being with CarMax, you probably never really see the customer that drives off with the car. Or are you doing after sale work too? Well, we do. I'm on the retail side. So I deal mostly with the vehicles that are sold oh. and the cars in the warranty or extended warranty. All right. But being a satellite store, I also do some of the things that need to be done cars before they're sold. We don't act, I'm not on a production store, but every so often I have to fix something before sale. I find it fascinating that he's getting this level of education and you're selling mostly newer vehicles. Yes. Yes. How old? Five years old? Uh, we go back 11 years. Oh, you do? Oh, there's a reason why you need the education. 11-year-old cars. Probably have a bunch of them in your shop, Roy. We do? Yeah. <laughs> he had this wild idea I want to share with you. Apprentice 
residency. <laughs> you mean a cot upstairs? Maybe. <laughs> Interesting thought was uh, chatting with Pete McNeil about his great apprentice program and all the good stuff that you did. In fact, your, I think your name came up. And I said, there are some people out there in a network group in a city that just look, I can't step over the line. I can't press the button. I can't make the commitment to apprenticing. But Roy, you've done this. You've got a great place, big enough to, could I take this intern I have that I really see promise for? And can I send him to your place in a residency for you to put through as an apprentice? I mean, tell me I'm crazy, but I think if I pay his wage and we put him up in an apartment somewhere, if need be, if the person can't drive in and I give you a stipend because of what you're going to commit to that person, they get after two years, probably a great C plus technician. hundred percent. I mean, I think it's a great idea, especially on paper. I think it, it looks fantastic. But so you send a technician to Roy's shop. He's got to have the work for them. He's got to be able to have some of his other technicians mentor that person as yep, well. Yep. He just can't be turned into, hey, you're on the front line now. We got to get this fixed and tell me what's wrong with it and I'll be back. Yeah, I think the mentoring thing. So that's where it can become attractive for an owner, right? So you've got this kid, we set him with a mentor. The mentor now has a second set of hands. So he's got this kid in another bay. Pull this car in for me, raise it up and pull off the wheels. Come get me. So the kid does that. He's learning as he goes. Yeah. All right, let's pull these brake calipers off and pull these rotors off. Come get me. And the mentor is walking them through and walking them through. Meanwhile, the technicians, he's responsible for that. He's doing the quality check and making sure all the processes are done right. But he's getting paid, yeah. build hours for using this mentor. So as a shop owner, that could be really profitable as well. Especially if there was a stipend involved on top sure, of it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I certainly could see it working. What, yeah. he's, what he's saying, if you've got the bay capacity mm -hmm. and some bandwidth from a mentor, you could increase your sales volume. Yeah, so... By, by doing that. And they, by teaching and training for another person down the highway. Well, especially as a shop owner, I mean, with your apprenticeship program and bringing people in, that only helps your business out in the long run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You won't become stagnant. You're always having new people come in. You're always having new ideas come in. You're always having new ways of doing things. They're going to want to still continue to train and find other stuff that us old dogs can't do anymore. There's this mentality. Well, I'm not going to do that because you're going to steal that person. Well, the agreement that you have to agree to, handshake or sign, is that no, that person goes back to you. Right. If they choose to leave well, you they, and go they somewhere else. They pay to train that person. They, yeah, so. they pay Correct. to train that exactly. person. Exactly. And so that that's the mutual respect when people look at each other as non-competitors. Mm -hmm. So, Michael, we're having this interesting talk. What do you think of my crazy idea? I kind of work in a unique environment. I mean, everybody really helps each other out. So, I haven't worked outside of a dealership for close to 20 years. But just put your independent hat on, which may be very difficult to do. And here's these two guys. Greg is a service advisor and Roy a shop owner. And we just had this dialogue. Are we nuts? No, maybe we could pull this off. We got to find somebody to try it because I love what you just said, Greg. We got to put it on paper. I, I mean, you look at it on paper, it's great. And I hate to keep going back to it, but you know, the average age of a technician today is 48 years old. You know, you're not too far away from retirement on that. Again, not a lot of young guys coming in. We've got to get them interested. We've got to get them into the shop, see what we do, see how much fun it is, how yeah. every job is different that comes through that door. You may do a water pump, you may do brakes. Plus on top of it, I get to see outside every day. I get to see outside every day. I get to be outside. 
Everything's different. So much technology. You don't roll the window down. You ask a computer if it's okay to roll the window down. And Jackson says, yes, I do. And it rolls the window down for you. So the technology aspect of it, you could write your own ticket. If you're a good electrical guy and a good diagnostician, you can write your own ticket in this business. And that's where we really need to change the perception of our industry. Absolutely. The perception is what they see on TV. Greasy guy rolling out. A, How you yeah, Greasy coveralls on a creeper, a crescent wrench in his hand. You know, if these kids were seeing the tablets, the scan tools, the lab scrape, right. all the tools we really work with, it's a clean environment. It's a high-tech industry, just like Greg said. And as we start to change that perception, more youth will gravitate. And the youth are wired for technology. A couple of years ago, we did a CAN bus auto tech class. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, dang, this is becoming a lot for me. Right. You know, I started with carburetors and right. points. And what are those? My apprentices walked out and said, T, we didn't realize how simple this stuff really is. Our youth, they're really adapt to the technology quickly. They're wired for it. So we just need to find ways to introduce them to it. I never thought I'd be one of those guys, but I had to have my son come in and get a TV program on my, on my TV for me because I couldn't find it. And I want to kind of go back to what you were saying. You know, when I was growing up, I was the only one in my class that wanted to work on cars. When I had my tech school as part of my high school, I was the only one that wanted to be there. Everybody else, they were the bad kids. They were the mm. kids that really didn't uh, try very hard. That was kind of who was pushed into the automotive program. And it is way not like that anymore. We are a high-tech industry and we're in a high-tech world. In my hotel room, there's an Alexa. And I read the card and it said, just tell Alexa you want the drapes open. You want the TV on and what channel? I'm just blown away. And what I want to know is how does it work, right, Mike? I want to know. Where's the interface? Where's it hidden? How does the drapes open and how does it dim the lights and all that stuff? I want to know how it works. Can you imagine there being a diagnostician for hotel rooms someday? Probably is. That's a whole nother business of home repair is technology in your home. Yep. You can control the lights on your house by your phone. You can do open the garage door, but there's got to be somebody that puts all that together. I had to buy a new stove recently. I hate when I have to buy an appliance when something breaks, okay? But it did, 18 years old. And I didn't even know this until I opened the box and read it, that I could actually connect it through Wi-Fi to my phone. Yep. We just got a washer and dryer, same thing. Yep, same. No, really? Yep. yep. And so I'm trying to figure out, Ann and I aren't, we're not coming home and there's not a roast in the oven that we want to turn it on. I don't know. I don't know what the reason would be that I'd want to have Wi-Fi yeah. for my stove. I don't know. We get the laundry in and out, but. We can start it up. <laughs> right. So, it tells me when I'm done. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll get there when I can. Does it have that fold and put away right. option? Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, this is great. Apex every year takes a serious, very serious look at shop owners, technicians, and service advisors of the year. I'm so proud to be hanging with you guys as the 2023 inductees. I know that in a few hours, it's today, right? That we're going to have the cool presentation and a Kind of a party here in Joe's garage in your honor. So glad to be here. I do want to give each of you a last word, but I want to thank you all for being here. Let's do Michael, Roy, and Greg. Michael, Technician of the Year from CarMax Las Vegas. Any final words for our audience? Um, This has just been an immense honor to even be considered. If you walk around the show floor, there's so much knowledge and so much talent, even in all the booths, but not only that, the attendees. To even be considered for a, an award like this is very humbling. Very, very grateful for Congrats it. Congrats to you, man. Your resume is off the charts. It's so good. 
Speaking Roy Foster's automotive business coach, skills you as a advisor to college advisory boards, all world shop owner of the year. Final words. Well, I'd piggyback on what Mike said. It is pretty humbling. There's so much talent, so much knowledge and so much depth here. I'd like to thank Apex for all that they've done and for bringing all this to us, right? To help us all get better, to be more professional, to better serve our clients. I appreciate the automotive aftermarket. It's blessed my family for generations and generations to come. And just all the vendors, all the knowledge, all the trainers, all the instructors, people getting information out, such as yourself. It's just all contributing to the industry and making us all better. So I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, be able to be here and to be part of it. And just a lot of gratitude. Thank you, Roy. Appreciate that. I feel your sincerity and the whole professionalism thing that we've been talking about. I mean, it starts with these guys here in our studio and the recognition that they get every year. And for us as an industry to realize that we're one hell of a high-tech profession. And finally, Greg Damon, Sparks Tire and Auto in St. Charles, Missouri. Yeah, I'll piggyback off what they're said. Just in, incredibly humbling. I can't thank everybody enough, but for me and, and for everybody else here, it takes a complete team. I mean, I'm just a guy there talking to the customers. If I didn't have great technicians and great owners, there's no way that I would be able to do what I do. I love it. I love to learn every day. I just want to try to be the best in my field, but there are so many great service advisors, service managers, general managers out there. Everybody has a voice. I guess just lucky to get it. And I'm just, I'm extremely humbled by it. And I can't thank Apex enough and everybody else as well. Well-deserved service advisor of the year. You work with uh, Jessica Carino and Ron Tinner. Yes, I great, do. Great, great people. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Apex 2023 here in Joe's Garage with the Service Award winners of the year. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you very much. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.